Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, a religious ceremony celebrating the adoption of twins by a gay couple at a Pittsburgh synagogue was interrupted by an armed neo-Nazi who shot and killed 11 people. Out actor Garrett Clayton is talking about the homophobia he's encountered in Hollywood. Caitlyn Jenner admits she was wrong to trust Donald Trump on LGBTQ issues, and LGBTQ representation hits an all-time high on television. All that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. The mass shooting at a Pittsburgh synagogue yesterday that left 11 dead and six more injured happened during a ceremony for the children of a gay couple. According to local LGBTQ group, the Delta Foundation of Pittsburgh, the deadly attack occurred during a bris, the Jewish rite of male circumcision, for the couple's adopted twins. In a post on Facebook, the Delta Foundation wrote, We were just informed that this morning's tragedy was happening during a bris for a set of twins adopted by a gay couple. Our hearts and prayers go out to all that were involved, including the members of the synagogue, law enforcement, and first responders. We have witnessed the worst of America this morning in our town, Pittsburgh. More than ever, we must come together as people and change the temperament of our country. After surrendering to police, assailant Robert D. Bowers said he, quote, wanted all Jews to die, according to a Pittsburgh police report. Bowers was charged with 29 criminal counts by federal officials. Chad Griffin, president of the Human Rights Campaign, issued a statement which read in part, Our hearts are with the community of the Tree of Life Synagogue, the first responders who bravely rushed into danger to save lives, the people of Pittsburgh, and all those impacted by this tragic act of hate violence. Donald Trump told reporters after the shooting that gun laws had little to do with the shooting. He said, quote, If they had protection inside... Maybe it could have been a different situation. Mind you, there were four police officers who were well-trained in the use of firearms who were injured during the shooting. After the massacre, Donald Trump called for bringing back the death penalty through legislation, even though the death penalty is legal in Pennsylvania. Perhaps he needs to get up to speed on that. A GoFundMe campaign has been launched to raise funds for the victims of the shooting and their families. At this point in time, the campaign has raised almost $400,000. I'll have a link in the show notes to donate. In his first major interview since coming out publicly as gay, Garrett Clayton, who famously starred as gay porn star Brent Corrigan in the movie King Cobra and played Link Larkin in NBC's Hairspray Live on television, is opening up about the homophobia he's experienced in Hollywood. The 27-year-old former Disney star came out on Instagram in August and revealed he was in a relationship with writer Blake Knight. In a new interview with Gay Times Magazine, Clayton says that while he finally feels comfortable with his sexuality, Hollywood advisors shamed him into staying in the closet for years. 
Clayton says he was always honest when directly asked if he was gay by someone who was instrumental in starting his career. He tells Gay Times Magazine, I could feel the pressure of the question, so I was like, yeah, I'm gay or bi or whatever, because suddenly I could feel that there was something wrong with that in this person's eyes. He continued saying, they looked at me and said, no one wants to fuck the gay guy. They want to go shopping with him, so we're going to have to figure this out. Garrett goes on to tell Gay Times Magazine that he'd get calls from his agents and managers who'd say, you still need to butch it up. He admits, I literally had to change everything about myself at that point. Otherwise, I was never going to make it. And that was so conflicting because here's somebody offering you your dream, but they're telling you that you're not good enough the way you are. You're talented, but who you are isn't good enough. The Hairspray Live star goes on to say that everything from the way he walked, the way he spoke, the way he dressed, the way he answered questions, all were picked apart. He said it got as petty as his manager saying, people need to see that you're into sports because they'll think that's more masculine. So why don't you go buy a sports hat, take some pictures in it, and make sure people see you in it. He also shares that there would be calls after casting appointments where his managers would say, hey, this is how gay casting thought you came across today, so here's what you have to do to fix it. He adds that he would be in situations where cast members of a project would scream across the room, who here thinks Garrett is gay? And then they'd yell at him for not coming out yet. Now there's some irony in that, to tease him for not being out, but making fun of him for being gay, hmm, that's complicated. Clayton admits that he convinced himself that he was the problem. And that led to some really dark places for a couple of years. He admits, I went to therapy for about a year and a half to really sort through all the things I went through growing up and the situations I found myself in while in Hollywood. I got to work on all those conflicting things. He argues that the toxic atmosphere around sexuality in Hollywood is why there aren't many out gay celebrities. Ironically, his latest movie, Reach, tackles bullying, and suicide. Caitlyn Jenner, arguably one of the most famous transgender people in the world, has penned an op-ed for the Washington Post, saying her outlook has changed significantly regarding her support for Donald Trump and his administration. Admitting she's been on a learning curve since coming out as transgender, the 68-year-old reality celebrity shares that she has, quote, reflected on what my unique position of privilege means and how I can best use it to make a positive difference. Pointing to Donald Trump's declaration at the Republican National Convention in 2016, where he promised he would do everything in his power to, quote, protect LGBTQ citizens from violence and oppression, Caitlin now says she saw fertile ground for change within the Republican Party on LGBTQ issues. With American views on LGBTQ citizens improving, even in the GOP voter base, Jenner says she was, quote, optimistic that this was how I could leverage my privilege for change. Sadly, I was wrong, admits the former Olympian. Jenner goes on to say that the reality is that the trans community is being relentlessly attacked by this president. The leader of our nation has shown no regard for an already marginalized and struggling community. She continues, he has ignored our humanity. He has insulted our dignity. 
He has made trans people into political pawns as he whips up animus against us in an attempt to energize the most right-wing segment of his party, claiming his anti-transgender policies are meant to protect the country. This is politics at its worst. It is unacceptable. It is upsetting. And it has deeply, personally hurt me. Jenner now calls her belief that she could work with the Trump administration to improve transgender lives a mistake. She says the recently leaked Department of Health and Human Services memo that reveals a plan to redefine gender in such a narrow manner that could virtually erase 1.4 million trans people in the United States, quote, just one more example in a pattern of political attacks on trans people. She says, I do not support Trump. I must learn from my mistakes and move forward. I need to listen more to the members of the LGBTQ community, duh, and to learn more. I need to better use my voice, my privilege, and my foundation to advocate and support our community. I, for one, Caitlin, would welcome that. She concludes with the statement, the world needs to hear us. The world needs to know us. We will not be erased. While it's laudable that Jenner can admit her mistakes, I have to say I might be finding this a case of too little, too late. During a recent broadcast of the popular Kyle and Jackie O radio show in Australia, a conversation about numbers of sex partners left one of the hosts speechless. According to the Daily Mail, host Jackie O. Henderson asked both her co-host Kyle Sandilands and the host's newsreader, Brooklyn Ross, how many sexual partners they'd each had. Henderson didn't really go for a specific number per se, but she did ask Ross, what would you say, less than... And after about a second, Ross, who's openly gay, slowly replied, less than 200? That apparently surprised Henderson, who could only muster a stunned wow. Sandilands, who has discussed his own past sexual addiction on the show before, defended Ross, saying, let the guy live a life. Ross, who's 30 years old, justified the number, pointing out there's 52 weeks in a year. And Sandilands jumped back in with, and there's only seven days in a week. Still shocked, though, Henderson came back with, yeah, but you're working five of those days as well. To which I have to say, um, I think you can go to work and have sex on the same day, can't you? This all comes just a week after Ross had shared with the show's listeners that when he was younger, his mother considered sending him to so-called conversion therapy. Now, I started doing the math here, and it seems to me that if you are a young gay man starting to have sex at, say, 18 years old, over the course of the next 12 years, that's 144 months, let's see, 200 divided by 144 months would be an average of about mm, 1.3 different sex partners a month. Now, does that sound like a lot of sexual partners for a gay man who's 30 years old and sexually active? Things that make you go, hmm. GLAAD recently released its 14th annual Where We Are on TV report, a comprehensive forecast of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer characters expected in primetime scripted programming in the 2018-19 television season. For the first time since GLAAD began tracking these statistics 23 years ago, there are more LGBTQ people of color, 50%, than white LGBTQ people, 49%, on broadcast television. 
Of the 857 regular characters on broadcast scripted primetime programming, 75 are identified as LGBTQ. Additionally, there were 38 recurring LGBTQ characters. Netflix had the highest number of LGBTQ characters on a streaming platform, and FX Network was the top cable network thanks to this year's LGBTQ-themed series Pose and the assassination of Gianni Versace. Now, it's great to hit record highs, but GLAD is pushing for even more visibility on television with a two-year goal of 10% of series regular characters on primetime broadcast television being LGBTQ. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. With Halloween coming up this week, it makes sense to close this episode of The Randy Report with Garrett Clayton's new cover of I Put a Spell on You, recorded in honor of the 25th anniversary of the Bette Midler camp film classic Hocus Pocus. Clayton takes the camp factor and ups it just that much more for effect. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. I put a spell and now you're mine You can't stop the things I do I ain't lying It's been 300 years Right down to the day Now this bitch is back And there's hell to pay I put a spell